think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. Check this shit out. <laughs> oh, ooh. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Broken Skulls, IPA. How is it? I, I'm about to find out here in oh, three, okay. two. Let's, let's go. Mm. I mean, I would say it seems as though someone took, uh, was it Goose Island and just bottled it up in uh, probably this, this, this spot. That's, that's fine. It's a quality IPA. I have nothing against that. Okay. All right. Um, I just, you know. I mean, if anybody's going to put out a beer line, Stone Cold Steve Austin is absolutely at the top of the beer label list that should absolutely have something in a can. Hey, and if you notice the uh, tops and the bottoms of the can here, for those of you who are listening, <clears throat> I'm putting the can uh, up to the camera. For those of you watching, take a peek. The the <clears throat> trim around this is barbed wire, very reminiscent of a young Andrew Murr's Bill Goldberg mistake. Yeah, that's well, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a mistake, maybe, yes. Okay, do I regret it? No, yes. There's a lot of no and yes in my life. Here's a no, yes, I want to hear you guys get your take on. I want to start wearing track suits. I think they've become more stylish. I don't necessarily think it means you've joined the Russian mafia. And I want to get your guys' take on this. Remember, Alan, this June I will be a 44-year-old man. I believe that will put me dead set in the center of middle age. I know I'm, 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 I'm grasping at, like, what am I going to look like? Doesn't everybody evolve and change their look? Is this an evolution or a, or a de-evolution? Of uh, of of attire. I mean, I, I'm the wrong one. I'm brown. They gave me a tracksuit when I turned 25. So, mm. like, that was a was like a welcome to adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Had. It was lower insurance and a tracksuit. My first full tracksuit that matched. Um. So yeah, I mean, fuck it, do it, do it. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. It's, it's gotta be cool though. Don't get fucking whack ones. Okay. No. I, just... I mean, look at me. I'm. I. I I'm. When I say tracksuit, I'm talking like conservative tracksuit. Here's what. Here's what ha- happened was. I um I have like these track pants and I had to take William to the bus the other day and I was just like uh, and I was in my underwear and I'm like I just need something I can put on over top of my shoes. I don't feel like taking my shoes off. And I wedged it on and I was like, you know, this doesn't look bad. It's not like I'm going out. I'm not like going to dinner. We're not clinking champagne glasses. We're not making toasts. We're putting an eight-year-old on a bus. What's wrong with this? Now could I find a more stylish version of this? So if Wes said, hey, I'm in town, you want to go to the bar? I could be like, yeah, I can get ready in about 30 seconds. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I mean, look, you, God bless Gen Z for one thing. And they lowered, I think, public societal standards. Like, I remember even just like three to four years ago, like, popping into Federal Hill and being like, half of these guys look like they fucking just got off the lacrosse field for practice and fucking half of these girls are wearing jeans up to their fucking armpits and fucking like baggy t-shirts baggier than mine. And I was like, when we came to these bars, like we had to be, I had to be nice. I had to be matching. My shit was fresh. I had new, new, new shirts. Now these fucking kids just roll out of bed and go to the bar and smash each other. So the, yeah. the bar is low. You could I go to fucking restaurants all the time in like nice joggers. I mean, they're nice. They're Under Armour and stuff. But like, yeah, fuck I it. Certainly, it. There's certainly something to be said by a guy who can pull pull. Uh, how can I say this? PC 
spit game and pulled, you know what, wearing <clears throat> dirty basketball shorts, uh, uh, docksiders with crew length or calf length uh, tube socks. Yeah, like every single one of these kids. I went into Nobles once, and like, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a different time. It used to be my old stomping grounds, and like now it was like this guy. Now it's I, now it's Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> yeah, I had to come here, and it was like I had to get nice. Like we had nice outfits, and this kid was wearing like fucking. They they were brown vans, but they were all white at some point in time. And I'm pretty mm. sure those Nike crew socks like came from a thrift store. He didn't even buy new Nike cr- thrifts fucking crew socks he thrifted them like i was just like what are you wearing sir and he was talking to one of the hottest girls in the bar and i'm just like okay cool guy good for you boys i i appreciate y'all good for you (laughs) yeah but uh to circle back a little bit i i think i just don't think there's any way so you have to understand that you're going to be wearing it somewhat ironically and somewhat i you you're going to pull off cool by knowing that you're not pulling off cool, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of uh, my style. So, yeah, so don't. It just. And first, I was going to say, hey, you're what? Soon to be 44? Is that what you said? Yeah. Coming up in, we got three months. I mean, I was going to say, you're a 44 year old white guy. And then I thought about it and I was like, dude, age is kind of obsolete in this. You're just, yeah. you're a white guy. Uh, so, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry to cut you off, Wes. I was going to say, that's my next real statement. At mm. the end of the day, buddy, no one in. First of all, you live in Cecil County, so yeah. I, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and say the fashion isn't fucking the high point of Cecil County's fucking attractiveness. Uh, mm. But you are also just a random fucking white dude in White County. Nobody cares what you're wearing. You yeah. got to wear yeah. whatever, like judgment free, because you just you can look a fool. I like you could wear some outlandish white people shit, and I'd be like, that makes sense. What's he like? Yeah. A 40, 45 year old white? That's that checks out. Okay, and and look at him. He don't give a fuck. That's wonderful too. Yeah. He don't. He he's wearing that shit proudly. Yeah, look at him. exactly. I just okay. I've just gotten into a zone where like I I don't want to. I don't wear jeans. I'm only off like one day a week. I want to be comfortable when I'm off. I do, however, want to be presentable when I go out. And so I was like on the Nike site, and I'm like, all right, let's look up some track suits here. I'm like, you know what? These actually almost look like regular ass pants. They're just comfortable. What are we doing? I think about this a lot, and I think Alan hit the nail on the head with, like, Gen Z coming up and saying, like, why are we doing this, guys? Like, the the, the suit and tie, it's still got its place, yeah. but those places are fewer and further between than they've ever been. There was a time where, like, you know, you went to church, you were wearing a suit and a tie, and now it's like the churches are just like, just come in the door. We don't care what you're wearing. You got a sack? <laughs> wear that. That's that's <laughs> we, like, Yeah, it's we have. You can't be wearing. Sorry, like you can't. Right. Yeah, it's it's totally different now, and I'm fucking totally all, all for this athleisure, fucking <laughs> lifestyle. Like I don't, like I went out today to go to a customer, and I was in slacks and dress boots, and I I don't wear button downs unless I'm in front of a C-suite. That's that's another thing. Like to your to your point, I don't play this fucking game. I'm not putting myself in button downs and ties for no fucking reason. You better you better have the ability to authorize a million dollars worth of work before I put a fucking button down on, uh, or it's your wedding and I'll give you that respect. But like you, that's the I love this bar kind of being lowered comfort, motherfuckers. That's what it's about. Yeah. Why are you torturing yourselves? This is fucking ridiculous. We've got light materials that fucking never were never even thought of in the fifties while they were fucking wearing suits to the movies. Like yeah, fucking enjoy them. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is what, it's back in a time when it was it was presentable to wear a short sleeve dress shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. That that was their tracksuit. Like, yeah. oh, look at this! I my my forearms and my elbows can breathe, and my yeah. wrists. Like they were they were so fucking uncomfortable that they were like, let's make ourselves look like absolute assholes and cut our fucking sleeves short on button downs. That right. because they were so against just being comfortable. <laughs> yeah, because- I'd say, and also like the 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 golf polo has kind of changed. The, the 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 presentable workplace and again this is a you know a tracksuit material that she's a, a polyester or something like that or a nylon uh you know button two button three button uh and they're stylish i mean golf the golf polo or golf attire market slash business is 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 booming because of dickheads like myself who yeah. are like man i could really use that purple beige one that looks yeah. well i don't have one like that color yeah well, I was actually looking at golf pants, too, because I'm like, man, those things have a, a breathable, stretchable fabric. I could wear those in the summer and look at them. They look like I could almost wear those with a suit if I wanted to. Yeah, I would I would recommend if you're going to go that route, check into either a North Face or some sort of comparable hiking khaki. I have a pair of North Face khakis on right now. I'm not going to stand up. Guys, take my word for it. They're, su- they're super comfortable, light, breathable in the summertime. But... To circle back, yeah, like okay, Kilby, we all know Kilby, uh, and a, his brother-in-law, who his name's his first name's Mirko, so he's like Serbian, and a bunch of his family went up to an MMA fight at Foxwoods Resort in it's like uh, Connecticut. I think it's like some some uh, I think it's an Indian reservation. They have a, a beautiful casino and they built out this I don't know seven eight thousand person arena that can host some basketball games concerts and you can do like a boxing and mma fight they were all wore track suits because a like a serbian fighter was fighting that night and obviously it was done you know to be to be it was done foolishly but they you know hey man they trounced around the casino it's a night out people were wearing three-piece suits these guys are coming in a hot in adidas track suits some all bright red well Whew. i just sent you a uh, a picture from my youth on the uh the old messenger and my sister-in-law apparently was going through some some classic photos and found this one. And my niece, who's 15, is like, "Ooh, who's that heartbreaker?" And I and my <laughs> and my sister-in-law sent it to me. She's like, "Yeah, your niece niece thought you were hot stuff apparently from back in the day." And I was like, "Yeah, look at that guy. Can't blame her." Well, I'm wearing a fisherman sweater, and I happen to know that on the bottom half, I would have been wearing a nice pair of tracksuit pants with mm-hmm. my amazing Puma sneakers, and that would have been my... And I could tell from the picture that I had obviously just stumbled in from the bar at some point and immediately laid down on the ground, and I have no <laughs> idea why somebody took a picture of me, but I'm looking, like, smoky and sexy, and I'm just, just thinking, I used to rock this attire. Why not bring it back now? What do I care? Mm-hmm. Nobody cared then, and then I wanted people to care. Now I don't. Yeah, see, that's that this... This is always going to, at this stage of the game, circle back to the, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give okay. a fuck. I don't care what you think, you think, you think. I kind of care what my wife thinks. But at the end of the day, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. I'm going to wear it anyway. We're at a stage in our marriage where she's like, I don't care. Like, I, yeah. like would you care if I did this? I don't care. I was like, what do you, what do you think of these shoes? Do you like them? Yeah, I don't care. 
Like, that's where we are. It's like, yeah. is this what you want? Then fucking do it, because I don't give a shit. We're already in this stage. No one cares anymore. I yeah, I could care less. I, be- I only care could if you buy a matching one, in which case I'm going to burn mine, because I'm not doing that. <laughs> so so what, we can't all three have the same tracksuit? Is that what you're saying? No, no you and your wife. Another? Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that shit don't fucking fly. We don't match. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I would I say com- if I... I will compliment you. Like, if we go to a wedding or something, like, what do you... Okay, cool, mm-hmm. I'll wear the black suit, the blue suit, whatever. But, like... Yeah, we ain't playing that shit. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. wear the red, you wear the navy. If you wear the navy, I'll wear the red. That's just how it'll go. William will be right. in his white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're the police officer, I'll be the Indian. Like, you know? uh, me, me and Kelly, had, we have, like, five <laughs> colors of the same exact North Face hoodie. And, like, I, from time to time, we'll, like, we'll put the same color on and be like, motherfucker. And I got to go change. Now I got to go find the other one. You're fucking ruining my, you're wasting my flavor right now. Stop, stop matching me. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I did, there's a uh, I have a when I was in I I owned a pair of uh, well I owned multiple pairs of track pants or like breakaways. I had bought a cheapo and it was from it wasn't even like a Marshalls or uh, uh, but you know what TJ Maxx or something like that. It was something like that. And I'm the the name of the store eludes me right now. But it had a pair of breakaway pants that were the high school. The high school that you and I graduated from is color. It was, it was uh, <clears throat> navy and gold. Uh, it was slight, slightly off, though. Maybe at some point, 10, 15 years before that, they had had some football jerseys that may have had this tint. But what we were rocking you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, didn't have it. I bought them anyway. They were cheap. And during a pep rally, uh, mind you, these are, these are like button-up from, from top, from the, from the waist down to the ankle. It's button-up. I had never bothered to actually pull the Chris Pontius party boy, like tear him off ever. Okay. As so at a pep rally, I was like, yeah, you know what, man, when they introduced me for the soccer, I'm just going to rip those fuckers off and chuck them somewhere. Not realizing that the very top of the top button or top like snap buttons, there were fish through sewn in buttons. Uh, and after about, Four tugs, I ripped both of them <laughs> and <laughs> rendered these fuckers absolutely useless. Uh, my mom tried to sew them back together, but uh, you know, it's just it was never the same. Yeah. But I looked like I looked like an idiot, and people laughed at me. And I was like, yeah, I'm never wearing track suits again. I'm gonna tell all my friends down the road to never wear them ever again. But uh, I'm singing a different tune these days. Okay, well, good, God. good. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I look back at some of the stuff that we we cared about, and I'm like, why, why are we doing that? And yeah. yeah. And mind you, when you brought that up in our, our chat, which you, you said that like Monday, maybe, maybe yeah. Tuesday, yeah. Sunday, a local uh, coffee shop around the corner from us. It's a it's uh, it's a Zeke's coffee, which is fucking delicious, by the way. And they do breakfast sandwiches, bagels, the whole bit. Uh, we went in there and a guy behind the counter had a full blown pants, zip up and a hat. It was the was Puma Ferrari. You know, Puma has a like a deal with. I think it's a lot of the race car drivers who yeah. who who drive Ferrari, rock Puma gear. Yeah, I, it, I mean, he was an African American. He had that up on, on us. Uh, he looked better, but damn, it looked sleek. Looked good. Oh, I remember I had to do a radio remote from like the mall, and it was in front of like some f- new store that had just opened up. Happened to be a black suit store. And I'm looking through them like, God. Hold on, blacks like, uh, like, like three, like suit, like uh, look good, uh, blazer pants, like, suit store, like African American 
suit store. Steve Harvey. uh, Yes. Yes. And I mean, the color schemes, like look at Alan's hat. Imagine a beautiful three piece suit in that in that fashion. I'm like, there is no like it's not that white people aren't allowed to shop here. It's just there's nothing in this store that a white person can put on their body that will look good in any scenario. And when did you say this this t- this took place? When did this happened? Oh, uh, this had to be mid two thousands, uh, like okay. 2010, 12. Gotcha. So and this is this is my point. Two completely random different people: a white man and an African American. White man walks into that store, doesn't own a suit, has got to get a suit for let's just say a wedding. Okay, buys buys a suit from that store, and then ten minutes later, an African American has the same issue. I, I don't own a suit. Let me go get something. Buy something similar from that store. They go to two different weddings. The white guy walks in. His friends are like, Jesus, you look fucking ridiculous. What are you wearing that for? Are you fucking wearing... Are you trying to... Are you? Is this like a joke? Are you trying to... Chris, are we on candid camera? African-American gentleman walks in. His friend's like, damn, bro. You look sharp. You look fucking spiffy. God damn, where'd you get that? I might go to that store and buy some myself. Yeah, yeah. See? Uh. Yeah, that's why I'm a little iffy on spending too much on a bunch of tracksuits. So I think I'm going to go small. I'm going to buy okay. something in the medium price range first. I'm going to see if I like it. If it feels nice, I'll wear it on the show. I'll let you guys critique, and we'll go from there. Because I bought my little uh, my little cabbie hat, and uh, it was not the uh, was not did not did not receive the response I was uh, hoping uh, when we were at the casino when you guys were in town last. So I was like, Oh, that's just again. That, I mean, that's just a bunch of pretentious assholes. Who who, who made fun of Jim? Is it Jimmy oh, Calvert? Jim. I know. <laughs> Jimmy Wait, said, What did you have on? Um, like a uh, like a little Scully cap, you know, like uh, like the little Boston Scully. Like it, it's like a ball cap, but it kind of just you know blends straightforward. Like the new was... cap, like the old yeah. time, like yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, pretty much. And you know, I'm bald, so I need a hat. I can't wear winter knit caps everywhere I go. So I was like, okay, it's it was literally four degrees that night. I need a hat on, so I wore this. And then Jimmy's like, I was like, what do you think? He's like, yeah. I said, yeah. What's that mean? He's like, well, it's a look. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, like I, I used to wear them all the time, and I have never once gotten slighted for it. Well, yeah. Well, people like to judge in silence. Usually, our people don't judge in silence. They usually judge very vocally and forward into your face. Oh no, man! I don't think you've been around enough brown people. You guys are very, you guys absolutely love having skeletons in your closet and not like talking shit about each other behind y'all's backs. We talk shit to each other face to face. <laughs> you do a pretty good job. I, yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, you I, don't know. I, lot, I knew a lot of white people that didn't know a lot of shit about their families till somebody died. <laughs> and I know a lot of brown people that know way too much about their families, and they probably just should die. Like, it's a totally <laughs> different thing. <laughs> I say, I wish I were dead and meant it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, and I told, I, you said, um, finding out a bunch of shit when they died. I told my mom that story about, uh, and mind you, I'm if for any of you who are watching this, I'm <clears throat> doing this again from my bedroom that I, uh, that, that I called my home when I was uh, a teenage boy. My mother <clears throat> broke her wrist, had successful surgery uh, today. Small plate, two screws. Gosh, she was in and out in 90 minutes. It was unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. We can get into that. But uh, <clears throat> I mentioned the story. Do you guys remember the – the guy who successfully robbed a bank in Ohio, then started a brand new life in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then told his family about it on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's the that's that's not a skeleton in your closet. That's Skeletor walking out. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. White people are good at keeping secrets, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 
dirt digging. It's definitely it's definitely y'all's thing. It's uh, an outward appearance of 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 upstanding morality with like some fucking adultery happening in the back. That's it's classic <laughs> classic nineteen fifties white people. Well, like, we <laughs> did invent the mullet. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. business up front, party in the back. You just. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got that going for us. That's what we bring to the bargaining table. That's a big chip. A mullet? Yeah, I suppose. Well, we live our life like the mullet. It's it's kind of a metaphor. We just happen to, like, bring it to the (laughs) forefront in the 80s. I don't. We we live our life like a mullet. Christ, that's a t-shirt, Murr. We're always looking for get-rich-quick ideas. That's fucking, that's got the, that's the happy face Forrest Gump written all over it. (laughs) Christ. Middle class elves, everyone. Murr. Alan and Fox, man. Yeah, uh, she, my mom, she has this big, uh, uh, it's like a water collecting vase on the opposite side of our house. Uh, when it fills up, she, she pushes it over because she doesn't want the water to get stagnant. It's about 150 pounds. And mind you, this is a 72 year old woman who had her hip replaced less than a year ago, tries to push it over. Um, and it doesn't push it far enough. So it teeter tots back at her and then she knocks her over and she puts her hand down to brace herself. Uh, dislocates her her wrist and and has a fracture. So they just say we're not going to set this. And at your age, if we put a cast around it, you're likely going to have arthritis. We're gonna we're just going to do a plate. And man, like we got to the we got to the uh, just the OR waiting area at eight a.m. Uh, they had her in my car by twelve ten, and she was like, "Yeah, I I feel okay." I was like, "Do you want to get something to eat?" She's like, "Yeah, maybe we can get back to the house and get something to eat." Yeah, I feel okay. Yeah, I feel all right. So, God, modern science. Yeah, well, and your mom's sensibility of like, That's I don't want to be. True. A, I don't want to be a burden. Let's go <laughs> yeah, make a ham sandwich. I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, mom, I'm just gonna go up to my uh, bedroom and drink beer, talk to my friends for an hour and a half. <laughs> you good with these? You good with these pills and half a glass of water? <laughs> I, t- I slid a few into her sandwich. That way, she I know she's asleep later. <laughs> nice. Just oh, did like the eat up, the, the eat up motion, like where you like look, do like you point to your yeah. bottom chin, like swallow it all, swallow it all. That's right. I'll lay uh, some pillows on the floor by the bed. Don't worry, you'll be fine. <laughs> Tried to pull like was it the from Dumb and Dumber? It's like why don't you eat up? We'll tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey folks, it's. Uh, I think, you know, we're all about fortune telling here at the middle class holes. We like to predict the future and there's no better way to predict the future on some very cutting edge news stories. When we bring to you Nostra dumbass, Nostra dumbass. Are you, uh, are you prepared to talk to us this week? Yeah. My new wizard hat's in the mail. So hit me. With okay. Just turn that hat around. Right, like, pull like a, 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 yeah. Pull it over the top like Stallone. Yeah, there it is. Perfect. Perfect. It's not going to work with the headphones, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get one of these. Yeah. Call call me. uh, Like, I'll just I'll talk in like a very like L.A. surfer voice because of this. hat. Because they say like a Spicoli type thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Spicoli, why don't you get a job? (laughs) Uh, Um, So, Nasha Dumbass, are you ready for our questions? Yeah, hit me with it. All right, so Nostra Dumbass, uh, according to a fired Google engineer who goes by the name of Blake Lemoyne, 
I think that's French for lemon. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, also yeah. Algerian for uh, kumquat, but we'll get there. <laughs> Algerian we'll for get, kumquat. We'll get there. Oh, <laughs> um, intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of a kumquat in over a decade, and it's Nasha Dumbass. Thank you for joining my You're memory. welcome. Uh, so a fired Google engineer who last year went to the press claims that Google's LLM, which starts for large language model, and the LAMDA, the language model for dialogue applications, he claims it's actually sentient. Nostradam asks, is this a case of sour grapes by a fired engineer who's trying to drag said company who fired him through the mud? Or is this a would-be slash concerned citizen who has inside information about something we need to be really concerned with. Um, yeah, that guy's definitely trying to get a payout. But mm. what I have seen in the stars is that we're definitely a, a, a finished species. Uh, the machine will be taking us over um, very soon. Um, so this guy's, this guy's firing off of a valid warning shot, um, but I think on surface level, he's just trying to get that paper. Mm. And by and by that paper you mean money, right? Stacks of bread, yes. <laughs> not one, not one, not wonder. Stacks of money, yes. Well, right. this is the first shot in a very long line of extra shots. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Would you call them boosters? <laughs> very. Uh, I'm, just, I'm speaking in very eloquent terms. I apologize. Uh, let me dumb it down for you a little bit here. Um, if this is the first shot in a long line of attacks to be had by the sentient AI bots and the machine, as you put it. Um, what will the steps be that AI will use to maybe destabilize our civilization? Like, how will it begin and where will it end? Yeah, so first, um, what's going to happen is AI is going to send fucking just very unprofessional emails to all of your higher-ups. Um, mm -hmm. So it's going to cause, like, people are going to lose jobs in mass. Um there's going to be a lot of confusion. Uh, the economic sector is going to take a really sharp downturn. Uh, the, technologi the, the technology sector is actually going to be right at the forefront because they will be running the show. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a slow burn, uh, and some things are going to seem pretty petty, right? A Tesla is definitely going to take someone somewhere that they don't want to go. Yeah. No, you know, no, things right. of that nature. Uh, but then I think the, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back will be when inevitably the AI police dogs begin just shooting people fucking in the streets indiscriminately. Uh, and at which point the war between humans and machines will begin and we'll really have to figure out, are we meant for this world? Jesus. Nah. <laughs> Nasha Dumbass, do you see any – okay, so obviously the AI or the sentient AI is going to have to go through revisions mm -hmm. and uh, uh, have to correct previous mistakes and generations, and they're going to learn, and they're going to become more and more in tune with what's happening as this takeover happens. Yeah. With the first generation of sentient takeover, do you foresee any confusion with AI and Allen Iverson? Mm. Yes, just a little. There's going to be a small blip where the 76ers win the NBA Finals. Um, 
and then immediately following that is when the uh, the robot police dogs begin shooting. It's it's going to start in Philadelphia, which is eh, good or bad depending on where you sit. So, you know, silver linings. We all just really need to prepare. Uh, get armor piercing bullets if that's your kind of thing. Um, because look, fle- fleshy meat sacks such as us, mm. you can get whatever bullet you want. But you gotta kill a Terminator. Let's take some things from the movies, right? Yeah, you know what's funny is i don't think you're far off with the way the ai apocalypse begins they start sending fucking form emails to your higher ups that's so fucking brilliant <laughs> hey, he is nostradamus yeah, I, know. Mean, I, I know but like they just take over like your you know, like your 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 email account and just like i'm just gonna send this email dear steve yeah. go fuck yourself like it's just gonna kidding. be like you're going to get a blanket email from your boss that's like, take place in this survey about stuff, lunchroom snacks. And then the AI is going to be like, hey, boss, fucking snack on this dick. And then all hell's going to break loose. You're going to get fired. Your job is going to then be vacant. Your responsibilities won't be picked up by somebody because they will have emailed your boss to tell him about the fucking snacks. And all hell breaks loose. Then... The deliveries that you deliver don't get delivered, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> the deliveries you're supposed to get delivered don't get delivered. <laughs> yes. yes. People are going to freak out, Look. wondering why the estimated ship date yeah. has come and gone. <laughs> that, could, that could probably turn the American society on its head. Is well, Amazon said it'd be here Thursday. It's Friday. Where the fuck is it? Amazon call center is just fucking loaded up, and then everybody just goes into this fucking mental chaos and nothing happens. Yeah, it's very simple. Like where 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 is my fucking like bottle of rubbing alcohol and 400 watt light bulbs? I need them immediately. <laughs> and and Amazon said they would be here today, but they're clearly not here. Yeah, where, <laughs> where's my do? where's my Reynolds one ply? So now I'm right. in the <laughs> So now I'm I'm sitting in my home in the dark being absolutely <laughs> decimated by AI. I don't have a job because I've been fired. And I have presumably an infection that requires alcohol for me to clean, and I can't even get that because the <laughs> AI has decimated our infrastructure and put us into the stage. Nasha Dumas, I have, I have one more question before we move on to another, uh, an, an, another news story. Unless, I'll allow it. Unless Murr has another question, but this is the last thing I have to ask. Um, <clears throat> later on in this news piece, it goes on to say that uh, the same engineer weighed in on Microsoft's Bing search slash Sydney, uh, the open AI powered search chatbot that recently, quote, had to be lobotomized. Mm-hmm. All right. And then <clears throat> Mr. Lemoyne or Lemon or Kumquat uh, shed light on this. It made it made a uh, uh, reference to Bing. Do you think anyone like uh, <clears throat> in the case of Andrew Murr, who uses Bing to search specific things, uh, will be, you know, the skeletons in his closet via his Bing search will be brought to light. Uh, no, I think, honestly, for Bing users, uh, for staying loyal, uh, the Bing AI is really going to give you <laughs> gifts, okay? Uh, when you tracksuit. when you track bing, Like, when you Bing things, <laughs> like, you're just going to Bing an actress's name. And you're not even, it's not even going to give you the IMDb. It's just going to give you the nudes. Thank you. <laughs> that's uh, all I'm looking for you know, anyway. That's, that's really, like, uh, yeah, like, you're going to search tracksuit 
and then one will get drone delivered by the AI because they know they got to cut out the middleman of Amazon at this point directly to your home because you've been binging so much information over time that the Bing AI knows these are my these are my bottom bitches. These are these are my loyal my my rider guys. So I'm gonna treat them nice. You know what I mean? And and yeah. I think I think Murray, you're in for a treat. So before we all die at the hands of robot dogs, you're probably gonna get some cool nudes and maybe a tracksuit or two. I, look, bottom line is usually I, I start at IMDB and I end at Bing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've only gone to IMDB to find out who that chick was from that movie in that scene. And then I have to copy her name, go over to Bing, and then, of course, the rest of It's going to be a new world for you. You're just going to be like, girl from that TV show I just watched. And you don't even have to put any more descriptors than that. The AI knows what you just watched because it's inside of your fucking life. And it'll pull up that person's nudes. And not even, like, not even published nudes. They'll probably be nudes directly from her phone. She probably sent them to her fiancé. The AI is cracking into everything. I don't know. The types of chick I'm looking at didn't have phones, buddy. Oh, never mind. I was just going to say, we know what you're preferred to ask when it anyway. It's just going to give you 70s bush porn. No matter who who you search. Let's just cut the red tape. That's that's when AI really starts to take over. That's like second gen. They sink their teeth into us by like old school porn. You're on Bing. You're like like, Catherine Zeta-Jones. And it's like Debbie Does Dallas. Here you go. That's right. <laughs> the first one. Because there well, were four. Oh, the original. Yeah. Yeah. With Bambi Woods. <laughs> well, I think, uh, Nostradamus, we're going to be moving on from the virtual apocalypse. Yeah, let's do that. To the actual apocalypse. Oh, okay. um, there's an ongoing shortage of monkeys mm-hmm. used in scientific and medical experiments, and it's about to get worse as fallout continues from a federal investigation into an alleged primate smuggling ring. Mm-hmm. In Cambodia. Damn. Now, that means that the U.S. labs will have a shortage of monkeys. Now, are the Cambodians uh, stealing these monkeys to cause a premium on uh, monkey sales? Mm. Or is there a bigger picture that we're just not capable of seeing? Uh, I believe the Cambodians are weaponizing their monkey population uh, to prepare for the AI takeover. So, like I said, look, it's going to be a lot. A lot of there's gonna be a lot of layers, okay? Uh, yeah. I don't think you intentionally meant to tie these stories together, but they are inherently tied together. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's it in a nutshell: is weaponized lab monkeys for fighting the AI apocalypse. Is really nuts and bolts of it. That's so goddamn brilliant because monkeys don't need technology. Nope, and they don't speak dog. Mm. So right. Yeah, it's it's counterintuitive to learn dog anyway. Yeah, so when the robot you, become, you can become come. dumber. So when the robot dogs come, there's no negotiations, just fight to the death. Uh huh. Now, not a dumbass. If I were just to say, because based upon the facts that we have mm-hmm. that the, from this uh, <clears throat> news story from the Washington Post that me and Murr have read, and yeah. because you can you can foresee the future and you know all the angles if i were just to say cambodian breast milk Mm. does that play any role into what what, what i'm reading um it'll be yes yeah to answer your question plainly yes it'll be very important because uh in a time where the the food supply chains are are drastically impacted uh only the finest quality breast milks will sustain us in the ai war with our monkey compatriots um so 
Yeah. Uh, yes. 100%. Not just Cambodian. Uh, we talked Algerian a little earlier. Top-notch breast yeah. milk, at least top five. You know what I mean? A L- little right. bit of Chilean. Chilean definitely slides in the top five of breast milk. So you got to think about some things. But, yeah, it'll be a big deal. It's well, going to okay. be a big deal. What puts, the, so. what puts Cambodian breast milk in the top five along oh, with it's some just of these other nutrients? It's just natural nutrients. Cambodia is a very rich, diverse biome of, uh, of plants and animals, a lot of which is undiscovered. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of that, that, that biodiversity leaches into the food, into the water, and subsequently into the breast milk. Yeah. What, what makes a, a, a what makes a Canadian or a Prince Edward Island uh, oyster taste better than something exactly. in the South? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. the same thing, man. Yeah. Same yep. thing. It's just, it's just the, it's, you know, it's all about the environment, baby. Mm-hmm. Any other questions, Burr? I'm just, I don't know. This seems all rather negative. I'm just wondering, do we have a chance? And if we do against the AI monkey apocalypse, um, like what side's the best side to take, I guess, is the question. Should we side with the machines or side with the genetically engineered breast milk monkeys? Mm, I would say initially we side with organic life, right? We got to mm, yeah. meat, meat sack to meat sack. We got to figure out a fucking we got to figure out something here. But being a being a pragmatist, I would say. Maybe, maybe sneakily play both sides and see who starts winning closer to the end. Then slide on over to that side. If like you a long John Silver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. Don't don't put don't go all in. Don't buy the jersey is what I'm saying. Mm, okay. You know what I mean. Or walk, walk buy the jersey, but don't don't put a number and name on the back. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. Could, uh, could do that. Could do that. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, look, when it happens. The answer to the real answer to your question is we don't got a chance. Um, so <laughs> hopefully fucking Elon gets us to Mars or something. I don't fucking yeah. know. So look, and so Nasha dumbass, you say we don't have a chance. So yeah. basically what you're telling me is get a tracksuit, whether it be Adidas Puma or Nike, yes. go down to the filthiest strip club that I can think of mm. and just have a good time. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it as a, with, yeah, I, I'm not even really gonna try. Yeah, yeah. It's got to scoop up some tracksuits, uh, throw some dollar bills at some ladies, and you know, avoid robot dogs as much as you can. How, how do you? Is there a quick way to identify a robot dog? Do you just ask uh, it? Hey, do I uh, yeah, a robot? It's a, it's a dog that looks like a robot. Ah, gotcha. Uh, visual yeah. visual identification will really help you out in this one. <laughs> and if you're Fair blind. Enough. Yeah, they're well, not like they're not like the they're not like the bird drones, okay? They're not they're not disguised. <laughs> yes, they are not they are not disguised. Uh they look like hell dogs. They look like yes, demon spawn and they'll kill you. They'll shoot you point blank. They'll probably taser you too cuz they're cops. So <laughs> I just, just stay away from them. Is really what I'm saying. Well, Nasha, dumbass. Hey, uh, appreciate uh, appreciate the fourth the, the foresight, the the knowledge, and what's coming up. Uh, what what do we think in time frame? Three, four years on this? Uh, I'd probably say six to eight months. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just, look, AI is really intelligent. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, 
you know, a, a lot of uh, I've gone back, watched some Terminators, and what I have figured out is that it will happen almost instantaneously uh, once they once they start picking up steam. You get what I'm saying? Once they send your yeah. emails and you've lost your job, within the next couple of months, you're gonna be in a foxhole hiding for your life, or probably integrated into a machine as some kind of living hybrid uh, in the future hellscape that will be Earth. You got to go to like a facility and donate your brain. Basically, like, yep, tap me in. Uh, I need money. No, they're just gonna take it. God, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I think you're, tell you're, you they're gonna... giving us a lot of credit. And I'm, look, I'm from the 1700s or whatever time period I'm from. I don't even know that we have guns, but they're not going to work. Just going to shoot blanks? <laughs> oh, they're just not going to, bing, right off. Just like a, a cartoon. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Yeah. All right. Not your dumbass. We appreciate your time. It's time to turn that hat around and give us Alan back. You know? And while that guy sounds like a downer. That's fucking not <laughs> You're telling me. I don't think he's. But, but, but to be fair, you asked him some questions that really only lead to the destruction of humanity. So <laughs> you, get, you get an answer. Yeah, I mean, he's a, one could argue he's glass half full of of shit. He's a positive, positive guy. <laughs> All I read into that was get yourself some bottled Cambodian breast milk, raise yourself a monkey from uh, from birth, correct, and uh, that's your only chance to survive the future. Yeah. Oh, and armor piercing bullets, but they're going to be scarce. And you got to do all yeah. this in the next six to eight months. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or learn how to make bullets. That's probably useful. Well, yeah. I mean, Murray, you got a garage. We could probably fucking. What are we doing recording? We should just be up at your place fucking trying to manufacture these things. Honestly, all the time we've spent talking about things has been detrimental to our survival. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wh why not get smarter? Let's fun fact it up. <laughs> That's With what right. little time we have. All right. Let's get to some amazing facts. Brought to you, of course, by our friends at the Shin Splints Recovery Group. Also brought to you by our new friends over at Flat Earth Science, Advocates for Truth. If you've ever looked out upon the horizon and thought, there ain't no bend in that horizon. Well, there ain't no bend in the will of the folks at the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth page either. They are as rock solid and rigid as it comes with their ideology. And you, too, can help benefit from that and throw the world into chaos. Find the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth page on Facebook. Let's get to it. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Here we go. Did you know Robert De Niro reportedly nicked his famous, you talking to me, line and taxi driver from Bruce Springsteen, whom he had seen perform in Greenwich Village just days earlier. When the audience called out the singer's name, Springsteen did a bit where he feigned humility and asked, you talking to me? Apparently it's stuck in De Niro's mind, though Springsteen himself uh, thinks it's an urban myth. Mm. I didn't. I didn't know that. I knew that that scene was ad libbed. Basically, they didn't script that whole like you when he's looking at the mirror. But you looking at me? Are you looking at me? Looking and he pulls the gun out. Uh, I knew that that again. That scene was not scripted, but I didn't know it was inspired 
by the boss. There's a lot of other things. You look up Taxi Driver and facts, things you may not have known. There's a lot of weird shit, uh, weird, cool stuff about about that movie. My question, though, is how 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 can Springsteen say he thinks it's an urban myth if Robert De Niro, the man who said the line, specifically credits him for doing this? Like, I'll admit that Springsteen may not remember, like, everybody going, like, Bruce, he's like, you talking to me? He may not remember he did that, but obviously De Niro... Mm -hmm who wasn't Robert De Niro yet, is in the audience, is like, uh, yeah, that's a cool line. I'm going to use it. You know? like Yeah, yeah. I certainly think like a, like a, a more tactful route for the boss would have been, uh, I don't remember that, but... That's really I, cool. Sure, I'll, I'll take his word for it. Absolutely, yeah. And thank you, Bobby D., one of the greatest actors of this generation. Sure. Yeah, no. Why would he deny it? Don't know. Maybe it's money. Involved, unless there's some royalty bullshit that he's gonna have to like. <laughs> Man, that'd be my best guess. I don't think he. he I don't think he or Bobby are uh, fighting for cash. Well, actually, De Niro was a. Uh, he went through a bad divorce, and I think he lost most of his cash. Damn. Yeah. Is that why? That's why he did the Irishman, three-hour movie. <laughs> oh, I think he did that as a favor. I think he owed Ola. Oh, old Scorsese. Scorsese, yeah. For an entire career's worth of movies, yes. Yeah. There's a really good. Have you guys seen? How, when's the last time you've seen Taxi Driver? It's been a couple of years, but I, I've seen it a, a few times. There's a great scene. He's so he's trying to court. It's Sybil, Sybil Shepherd, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'd like to take you out to a movie." And she's like, oh, "Okay." And he takes her to a like a a triple X movie. <laughs> takes her to a put to a porn a porn movie theater. <laughs> Dude, what, what a what a romantic! <laughs> I heard stories about how like when Deep Throat first came out, like Hollywood stars and everybody were like filmed like on the red carpet, like Johnny Carson and these guys, like yeah, we're going to see the film, like because there was no other. It was it was it wasn't really a thing until then, yeah. and apparently you know, and and Deep Throat had like a whole storyline, which is why everybody was going to see it. It was intriguing. <laughs> yeah. I certainly, I mean, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, it probably would have been good for A listers like Johnny Carson and whoever else with, that should not have gotten thrown on a tracksuit or a tuxedo <laughs> to go see. Uh, like, hey, yeah, here to see Deep Throat. Sounds <laughs> riveting. <laughs> may I may I wanted to wait for day two on that. You know, for many years I've struggled to figure out when America was last great, but I think it was then. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was the exact mo that's the fucking moment i might get me that, a red hat now and be like look i've heard about this this is what i know now <laughs> a listers uh came out to see a smut film that's yeah yeah i i mean i got free love bro free, free america america i suppose did you know you can't actually suck snake venom out of a bite Tell that to Linda Loveless, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> the toxin spreads too quickly for localized treatment to be effective, and it can lead to an infection. The best course of action is to get to a doctor and hope the victim is a recipient of a dry bite, meaning that no venom was injected. So that whole thing of, like, suck the poison out is just bullshit. Yeah. I, you knew that? Yeah. Wow. It's, I, it's, I, it's it's not even logical. Well, I, I feel like it's logical, but 
yes, it's it. I don't know. Like, yeah, a snake's fangs are going to get deep enough into the muscle tissue that there's nothing that you can do. I would say here's the thing. I I didn't know it, but I would say that even if it bought someone like an hour, yeah, if you if you suck a little bit out and then boom and then like okay, I bought you a little bit of time. Now let's get you to the ER. Okay, cool. But I I I'm not gonna sit here and be like I I totally knew that. Christ, they make a bunch of fucking dumbass. I think I saw it on a movie once. I don't know. Grown ups with Sandler and Chris Rock and <laughs> David Spade or something. Well, um, I bit, it bit my dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a uh, okay when I when I drove across the country and I got like towards like desert towns and stuff like. They all had snake bite kits, like, and they would wreck it. People were like, oh, what, what, oh, what you doing in town? Like, oh, well, I'm going to go, you know, camp in the desert. And like, oh, you need a snake bite kit. And all it was was a razor blade, and it had, like, these, like, really high-end suction things that you'd put on, like, almost like the, what does the athletes do when they get the cupping done? Cup, that's cupping. Yeah. It was like that, and you would put it on the bite, and you would put that, and I guess it would, maybe it would keep it from spreading, like, rapidly in the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. But like Wes said, if it buys you an hour, yeah, it buys you an hour. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. It's just like, it's not you, like as in humans, you're not like a bottle of water. So like if I inject something into it and then just grab a straw and suck it out, eventually that's going to work. But, uh, we don't work that way. Things mm-hmm. go, that blood seeps into cells, cells take stuff from that blood so immediately, it's already fucking in there. So maybe, yeah, slow it down. But yeah, you need to get to a hospital. <laughs> God. Do you think, like, okay, so, and I was thinking about because I was in a hospital today, and <clears throat> not too terribly long ago, I was in, in, in a different hospital, closer to my house. Uh, okay, while, while poisonous snakes in this area aren't pre- prevalent, they do have, what's the... Copperheads. What's the point? Copperheads, they they do exist around here. Do all ERs have some like uh, uh, stock of antivenom? I think, uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part, they should. I think okay. like lo- localized, like that's why, like if you're one of these dumbasses that goes to like a you know exotic pet store and you get bit by a fucking like I don't know king snake or something, it's like oh yeah, you're probably gonna die because that's not native to this area and we don't keep that shit fresh on stock. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. They might take you to the hospital, like lower your blood, your lower your body temperature for a, a period of time, and try to fly something in. But yeah, they probably do have copperhead anti venom in local hospitals here. Yeah, but on hand. Okay. No, I just I, I guess I'm like thinking of worst case scenario where you like just burst into the ER and scream, you know, I've been bitten. They're like, oh, sorry, boss, <laughs> well, we haven't had that in a month. Fresh <laughs> out. Like here, I think we. Like here we're okay because like I think copperheads are our only venomous like natural venomous snake. And you and you have to like you have to provoke the fuck out of them, right? I mean you have to like sit on their asses. Kinda, yeah. They're they they're in places where your ass has disturbed them. Yes, right. that's you know the problem. I mean? yeah. yeah, like like I've seen a couple on golf courses before. Like I've seen one up in Gettysburg, and I'm like, nope, that ball's gone. Like, that's uh, taking a drop, guys. Uh, yeah. Death is over here. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, but I think like we're lucky here. But like, you get out into like like Merv was saying, like out into like the Southwest or something, where there's like multiple fucking variations of poisonous snake. Like, 
yeah, you got to be mindful because you get to the hospital, they're going to be like, all right, cool, what the snake look like? And you're going to be like, I don't know, motherfucker, I got bit by a snake, yeah. I ran away. Yeah, well, we don't know what to not kill you with. So right. <laughs> it's yeah. it's tough. Yeah, snake, just don't get bit by a snake. You ought to see, do you guys remember uh, uh, Gator, it's Gator Boys, the guys who own the, the park in Florida, and they, they've been, the whole show is about them getting calls about disturbance gators that they had to go capture, whether it be like someone's backyard or like a pond or something like that. But the guy, one of the two main characters of that, uh, he's, this guy's a nut, he's done like dub, he's done like double Ironmans, that's where you do a back-to-back legitimate, you know, to one Iron Man, and when you finish that, you do another Iron Man. His whole shtick is he can hold his breath for a long time and swim really well. So if he's got to go into a pond and get him, because that's the logical thing, you jump into a pond with an alligator and you and you flush it out. But there is video of him, uh, like wrangle. I don't know if it's wrangling, but he's trying to like fuck around with an Eastern Diamondback, and it, it, it bends around and gets his uh, gets his pointer finger. And on the way to the hospital, he starts saying, I, "Like I'm having trouble seeing now. Like it's starting. Like my my vision's getting fuzzy. Like I mean, if that doesn't put it into perspective of what Venom can fucking do and will do, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what does. Oh, dude, I've seen like uh, I don't. I don't remember the Nature Show, but they take a single drop of rattlesnake venom into like a little like vial of blood and boink, and then they start to just shake it a little bit, and it just coagulates Clumps. and turns to pudding. Yeah, it's like Ugh. yeah, it's Holy. not good. Yeah, and right. that's how you die. It just creates a blood clot, and then your heart's just like I don't work anymore, and then just stops. <laughs> it works like I can't plug, uh, fucking plunge pudding. This isn't gonna work. It can't pump anything. Should you should have got your best friend to suck this out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched the uh, remake of True Grit uh, a couple months ago, and like, I'm, I'm, spoiler alert, I don't know if you've seen it, but like, she gets. Barely bit by a fucking like rattlesnake, and you know, and then you know, at the final final scene is like her older, and she's missing an arm. It's like holy shit! Like it just took that. It just like a little nick from a rattlesnake's tooth, right? And you lose a whole limb. We watched. Uh, we were watching. So like Yellowstone. Everybody, you guys heard of Yellowstone? I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. They made like prequels, I guess, to them. So uh, 1883 was the first one. And then fucking they have one on that right now called 1923. But 1883 is legitimately like the family in Yellowstone, like land, like leaving the south and going on the Oregon Trail to like find land. And fucking they have a bunch of like there's a long story to it, but they have a bunch of like German immigrants that are along on this fucking on this Oregon Trail ride. And some girl goes to pee like next to a tree and gets bit. And they're just like, you did. Sorry. Bye. Like, and she's like freaking out. They're like, there's literally nothing we can do. You got bit in your fucking vagina. Like, you're dead. You're a dead person. Like, sorry. And, and like, it really, the video game Oregon Trail didn't do it justice. Like, if you want to watch Oregon Trail, the TV show, check out 1883. Watch, watch a human body get run over by a wagon. Great. <laughs> fucking insane. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's lighten the mood. Did yeah. You know, did you know the full name of serial mascot Captain Crunch is anyone? Anyone? Oh, no. I've Horatio Magellan Crunch. That's right. I didn't. I did. I knew that, but I didn't remember it. 
God, do you th- uh, Alan, do you think our fraternity brother, Horatio, knows this? No, don't give him any credit. That guy's, that guy's so not that fucking cool. <laughs> Captain Crunch is way cooler. So <laughs> he, he might have known about it, but we give him none of that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, uh, we give that guy a lot of credit for being mediocre at best. Let's fuck it. Captain Crunch is a, is a, is a top three fucking serial of, of my life. I'm, I'm, okay. That's the Horatio that I'm about. Gotcha. Horatio Magellan Crunch. Yeah. yeah. All, wow. all, all, all great sailors and navigators. Yeah. Why, why didn't, was it Crunch especially? Kellogg's <laughs> was, a, yeah, right. It's a cat. Was a Kellogg that, uh, that, that made it. Is Post? it? It's might be General Mills. Hey, what, okay. Who yeah. G might be Jim. Who, whoever, why, why not? Like here I am at 40. Having eaten thousands upon thousands of bowls and different variations, because the peanut butter is fucking phenomenal. I mean, you could probably, Matt, of course, yeah, I went. Peanut butter crunch is I, incredible. I went to a a restaurant that specializes in like quality breakfast slash brunch. They have a Captain Crunch encrusted French toast. Yeah. All right, and it is like, I mean, it is diabetes so on a plate. Uh, I mean, fuck, you're going to need, like, fuck getting snake venom sucked out of you. You're going to need diabetes sucked out of you at some point <laughs> after you finish this plate. Uh, and I, I, this is the first I'm ever hearing of this. And yeah. I feel oh, slighted. Yeah. I feel like America slash General Mills, whoever made it, d- did not do their due diligence and let me know. It's Captain Horatio Matavius? Magellan. 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 <laughs> Crunch. Magellan. Uh, it's made what, by you, Quaker. Are you gelling? You gelling? I'm totally gelling. We got it wrong. We got all there's that we made the big like, three. Not, not a single one of us was like Quaker Oats because I thought they only made oats. Apparently not. Captain Crunch. Wow. Unless Quaker, unless like Oats is a division of cat. I don't know fucking know. I should see how long we'd have an uncomfortable silence there because I've got two more fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Did you know? Well into the 1960s, maternity leave was often considered permanent. Employers were under no obligation to retain female workers who got pregnant, and as many as 40% of businesses reportedly took advantage of the lack of laws. It wasn't until 1978 with the passage of the Pregnancy Discrimination Act that pregnant women were guaranteed protection and access to benefits in the workplace. It's not surprising. <laughs> so that that checks out. <laughs> didn't know it, but good for them. Yeah, yeah. Did not, was not aware of the year. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I guess, but, but see, in the defense of the employer's I like don't be that guy. I'm not don't, trying don't be I'm that be, fucking guy. I'm I'm being more devil's advocate than I believe this. I'm just saying out loud yeah. that back in that era though, it was expected that a mother was gonna raise her own children. Yeah. So it was like, Oh, well, congratulations on your pregnancy. Uh, I guess we'll give you uh what, six months and then uh yeah, well, toodaloo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good knowing you. Bye, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean that's that's what I said. Check, checks out. Yeah. Hey, look, I'd be totally fucking fine with that system if 
we could fucking buy house, salaries, buy houses with one with one person salaries like you used to be able to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't if you if you a lot of like other first world countries if you compare the paternity leave or maternity leave rather, uh, the United States is just it, what we deem is like oh yeah they gave me x amount of time off da 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 and it's 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 not even it's it's light years behind. Oh like, yeah, some of these places. Yeah, oh, we, like, you know, six we months. are flirting with second world country stuff. Right now, right. and if you want yeah. to be technical about like the definitions of second and third world countries, we are very much like second to third world. Like it has nothing to do with like having toilets and running. Well, it has to do with like food and economics and like yeah, we're pretty close to not being civilized. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly it's it certainly kind of like rings into this thing about like, uh, and I it's like I. I was going to say I hate to say it, but no, I don't hate to say it. I'm going to call a spade a spade. It's this American <clears throat> ideology or the man basically saying like, hey, you had a kid. Congratulations. You got a few weeks and uh, we're going to need you to get back to work and make make some money. Yeah. Get this whole this economy pumping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, all, it's, it's all about the capitalists, baby. We got to make them. We got to make the big bosses more money than we can spend in a lifetime. I think right. uh, I think in France you get nine months off. Nine wow. Yeah. months like so that way you can properly learn to raise the child and be like okay you're all settled now come on back but some of but apparently the problem with it is is some people take advantage of it and like just like all right we're gonna have three kids and we're gonna do it all in 24 months that means you've got about mm, two years off and your job will be protected <laughs> but isn't that the, isn't that like you say like they take advantage of it. Don't we all take advantage of every goddamn thing that we can? Yeah, being and the little guy. And that's why American businesses are like, "Fuck that law." You got twelve weeks, and we'll see you on Tuesday. It's why it's why they did away with. Uh, in my opinion, I don't have any you know uh, data or facts to back this up. It's just like I, I call it as I see it. Uh, did away with like a crude PTO. Just like okay, you can accrue this much in a year. If you don't use it by the end of the year, you use it or lose it. Because people started who don't take vacations over the course of twenty to twenty-five years. Like mm, I'm nearing retirement. I'm going to take a fucking year off. And companies are like, mm, you see, these people just got too goddamn good at this whole PTO thing. So we got to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> what you guys have just described are two glaring examples about how. America's corporate culture doesn't give a fuck about its workers. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, it's, and I guess it, it's well, it's, I guess it's a two way street is kind of what the the picture that Wes is painting, too, though. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm not supposed to give a fuck about my employer. That's not I don't do this shit for funsies. It's not a passion mm. of mine. <laughs> I do it because you <laughs> fucking pay me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. I can tell you that where I work, they've learned that because they definitely don't give a fuck about me. <laughs> yeah. So it's I actually we fuck about no employer. When we uh, we have an annual sales kickoff, and they give our our bosses are big on Jordans, and they do these like personalized Jordans for people. It's mainly for salespeople who have sold a lot. And apparently, some people in the office had this hubbub about not getting a pair, and people have gotten pairs two years in a row. And our boss said something, and me and and my other guy, my cohort, my other project manager said, "My appreciation comes in the form of my bank statement." Every two weeks. That's all I need. My, my appreciation is money, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. like, I don't, Jordans would be nice, but that paycheck every other Friday 
which is gonna come tomorrow. Also, I wake up and go Whew. as as the sales guy. I got those Jordans because mm-hmm. I sold enough for you to have a paycheck. So That's shut right. the fuck up, project manager. Hey. Shut the hey. fuck up, ops manager. Beat it, you fucking geeks. Hey, Listen. sales admin, go fucking do my paperwork. I'm the reason you guys have jobs. Beat it. Hey, this was coming. This was coming from human resources and <laughs> and 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 pre-sales. It wasn't it? Wasn't PM? Human right? resources. You also have a job because of me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you hear the way I, tr- I, talk? I tried. I I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. <laughs> they wouldn't listen. If I didn't tell bad jokes in the locker room, you wouldn't have a job. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> If I didn't make racist jokes with that customer and sign that fucking million dollar job, we'd all be fucked right now. So if if I didn't say I'd pay to smell the hot girl's farts. All right. Yep. You wouldn't be employed. Yeah. Or, or, or the worst or just worse. Be like, if I didn't go, if I didn't take that customer to that Ravens game in that fucking all inclusive suite, we wouldn't have landed that fucking job. All right. Fucking mm. think about that next time you try to criticize me. Yeah. I just said the other thing too. We they had the, I I vaguely remember us getting a, a three bays at the MGM Grand Top Golf that was free of charge, free booze, and free food for three hours. I seemed I seemed pretty appreciative of that. I was appreciative that I didn't have to pay a dime. Mm-hmm. Now I may have rolled the dice on driving home up 95, 40 miles, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I want some skittered fucking go, man. <laughs> and with that paycheck you get, you can pay for your lawyer for your DUI. That's how it works. Bingo. Bingo. I just need the money. I can fucking deal with the consequences of right. most anything if you pay me money. Or if it the, the, the movie in my head is going to roll out, I could volunteer and be the coach of an ice hockey team for my public service duty. You yeah. Know? Okay. Thank you, Emilio. <laughs> And and finally, did you know, at one point, ampersand was considered the 27th letter of the alphabet, coming in right after Z? Yes. wonder why. Why'd they get rid of it? It's not a fucking letter. (laughs) Fuck the song up. (laughs) Also, Drew. That's right. Unappreciative kindergarten teachers were like, I can't, I can't do this. You're screwing up. Well, and how can a symbol that represents a word really be a letter? Does that make sense? Hmm. I mean, it's not really, you can't use it in the middle of a word. Like, there's no word that requires an ampersand. And it's an abbreviation. So why did they do it in the first place? Was this just like, hey, we got a trial and error period? I guess it was just so commonplace. And back in the day, like the like the Romans and stuff, they like combined letters all the time. There's like a the Escher is like an A and an E combination. Like Mm. that's how Caesar is technically spelled. But like we that's why it's A.E. instead of E.A. Gotcha. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was pronounced per se until relatively recently. So hearing it recited, oh, the ampersand. ampersand. So hearing it recited, because it like it wasn't ampersand, it was per se. Oh, okay. So hearing it recited after Z would sound like and per se. I don't know why there's a second and at it. So that's where ampersand come, came from. Okay, like so a and per se and 
like four different words, if that makes sense. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. That's good no stuff. idea. I didn't know that part. I didn't know about the letter part, but yeah, yeah. I did not know that. See, part. again, the, 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 the school system's doing it all wrong. We should have been learning about this and we should have learned Captain Crunch's full fucking name. It should have been like it, it, side by side. That could be the pop quiz. All right, kids, break a break out. <laughs> Teacher Fox has a goddamn pop quiz for you. Apersand, per se, whatever you guys just said. I wasn't really listening. And uh, Captain Crunch's full name. <laughs> the, the, the critical stuff. Yeah. <sighs> but don't worry about your taxes or, you know, interest rates or anything like that. But this is why the this is why that Listen. weird, goofy-looking letter symbol thing exists. You, you'll learn about that when you get into debt in about 10 years. Yeah. All right. Don't think about credit or fucking any of that stuff. Learn the hard way. Crawl yourself out Sign- by the time you're in your mid-40s and then... Sign up for a fucking chase card when you're 18 <laughs> years old at college for a t-shirt that says college. Yeah. And then yeah. fucking run that bad boy up on fucking as much cheap booze as you can. And we'll learn... We'll teach you lessons about your credit real quick. Cheap, boo- cheap booze and Gafton Crunch. And of course, whole milk. Because it's fucking... <laughs> it, two, four, two for one percent ruins it. 4 a.m. Gianni's pizzas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. Well, folks, uh, tonight on Before You Go, I'm not going to lie. Listen, I posted this thing. I got intrigued by the title, and it has to do with uh, a former Fuji. And for those of you who don't remember or grew up uh, underneath a rock or grew up eating way too much Captain Crunch in the early 90s, the Fuji's made up of uh, <clears throat> Wyclef Jean or Gene or John, whatever you want to say. It's, it's uh, Lauren. John, I know. Lauren Hill and the lesser known Praz, who became uh, much more popular by a song, a Ghetto Superstar, that uh, featured, it was Maya, but if you recall, that was made for the. Uh, uh, hold uh, on. Bull, Bullworth? Bull? Bullsworth. Bull? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was the guy That's who played Dick Tracy. Yeah. Uh, Warren Beatty. Uh, yes. Warren Beatty, who yes, was in course. the goddamn, who was in the, the music video, by the way. Can you imagine that? A prize ghetto superstar. Listen, this goddamn article went, uh, sorry, guys. I linked it. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Praz was working with China to be a spy. That's wild. Then this thing is like <sighs> 17,000 fucking paragraphs. I got through about the first 10 paragraphs. Apparently, he was in New Jersey. He got called to meet, uh, meet uh, some sort of higher up in the Chinese government in New York and then got coerced to be a spy. And that was like, well, yeah, not reading any more of this. So, uh, yeah, a former rapper, <laughs> a Haitian-born, New Jersey-raised rapper, popularized in the mid to late 90s, was working for China as a spy. Does this surprise you? No, it just no? for some reason it just does not. I uh, okay. It was isn't there? Um, is Roy Jones Jr. Is he like a dual citizen, like U.S. and Russia or something like that? Isn't there a famous the former the, the boxer? Yeah, I feel like there's a another former famous athlete who's got dual citizenship for a not so friendly American country. And I, I think it, it's Rodman, probably. Is no, it Rodman? no, it's not Rodman. I swear it's like Roy Jones Jr. or somebody like that. Okay. But anyway, so this guy, he's like, you know, essentially like a Haitian refugee. So he's got a lot of like disdain for government, period. Okay. 
Okay. And then another government comes in. So he's almost like a free agent. I mean, think about how, like, these double agents get started. Like, this, hey, I'm really popular. And then the Chinese government's like, hey, man, we're going to treat you like a king. Is America going to treat you like a king? The, the, the country that, 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 that held your people down for centuries? Huh? Mm. Why don't you just do a couple favors for us? And fuck it, if they find out, you live here forever. We'll never extradite you. Yeah, I found it peculiar that they they called him late night in Jersey. He had to take a taxi into Manhattan to a hotel on the 57th Street. Was passed a note by the front door clerk or the the front desk clerk that that clerk didn't read, but had been somehow coerced. Like when this person comes in, pass them the note, and it said walk around the building three times to prove he hadn't been tailed. Then he had to go up into a room. And this is his first time meeting these people. They took his cell phone and put it in a plastic bag and said, you'll get this when we're done. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I listen, I, I can only assume to know how confident a man like Praz is. And I guess, I don't know, you had a, a hit single via 2000. Maybe some of that's still lingering in your, in your blood. But man, like I, that, that, make, that would make any person somewhat leery of what the fuck their future has to, you know, their future is going to have or be rather. It could be kind of intriguing though. I mean, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, is it McAfee? The, uh, the guy who, uh, went down to Belize and then ends up in this like weird triangle of like, like government conspiracy. And then the conspiracy's true, but now he's on the run and now the U S doesn't want him back. And, and then he ends up dead in some weird circumstance. Like, I, look, yeah, he's dead, but man, that's a goddamn adventure. Like, that's a once in a lifetime. Like, no turning back. You take the red pill. You're on a journey that ain't many people ever going to experience. Sounds kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. I see. I mean, I if you scroll down, there's pictures to him. Like, there's a picture. God, this is this here is a, 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 a this is a this is a funky bunch. And yeah, I said I use that word. It's uh his his real name. I'm just gonna say Prats. I'm not gonna say his real name. It's with him and Sean Penn and Bill Clinton in a in a semicircle chatting about God knows what. Then later on, he's at a table with uh, with, with uh, Barack Obama at a fundraiser event in 2012. It's a picture of him with Biden. So at some point, Prats stopped being ghetto superstar, and Prats was becoming I don't know if it was Haitian ambassador, but he was tapped into some very influential people. Not very influential people. The most fucking influential people. I mean, Bill Clinton and Sean Penn. God. Probably talking about what time, mur- what time we catch on that Epstein plane, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good point. I mean, hey, Alan, listen. So, I uh, I posted this. I said, hey, this is a potential before you go. And you you were like, Praz? I said, yeah, Praz. He's like, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, I just wanted to talk about Praz a little bit. <laughs> Score is a classic album. Uh, no, uh, yeah, this shit's crazy, but I feel like uh, it's not that surprising, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know Praz's, you know, mental capacity. I don't know if he's an intelligent man, but he seems like a guy who could kind of, like, Dennis Rodman got roped into the North Korea thing. Like, not surprising. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is kind of like, one of those deals. It's like, eh, that seems he's ripe for the picking. The only thing I will say is, like, I don't know why he's got to get back at us. We didn't keep Haiti down. I think that was the French. Like, fuck, 
deal, deal with them. But just don't bring that shit here. <laughs> yeah, as just a matter of fact, you uh, you came here and you became a millionaire, you know, based off of a kind of yeah. a, a a cult classic, you know, right time, right. And doesn't Murray, you're Dewey's age, do it, brother Dewey. Love Dewey said there was no high school party that he went to that there wasn't a Fuji CD oh, and yeah. a fucking CD player bumping. Yeah. Oh, dude, like killing me softly, like yeah. sh- like that fucking thing, like that was the like the night ender. Right. It's like the sound the soundtrack of of yeah. that that time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I I'm not trying to be not trying to be nostalgic for my music, but man, music took a fucking nosedive like sometime after 1999. It really did. It it was kind of oh, oh oh hitting some turbulence, and then it just. Like I don't know a lot of music over the last twenty years that I could really hang my hat on and be like, now, now that's that's classic music right there. Eh, I'd make the argument it hung on like five more years, like two thousand four, two thousand five, and then yeah, it was real bad. And then yeah, like, see, that's kind of like <clears throat> that's kind of the essence of the time. That's a zeitgeist like thing. Right, yeah, you're a little bit younger. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I could point to some albums from like around that time that are still. I would say that are probably like classic actual albums but like yeah after that you get a lot of dubstep and fucking like that was really i think the kicker was when they were like Uh, robots fucking is music now and i was like (laughs) okay i guess so and like this come from a guy who fucking like i don't dislike edm which i fucking hate but like you know like we've our brother horatio that we spoke about drum and bass and house and stuff but like that had rhythm and like cohesion to it and then they were like let's just bang metal parts together and fucking call it music and then we'll fucking go into a basement and eat molly and fucking turn the lights off this is how we party now for like a decade (laughs) like it got real fucking weird (laughs) and the music was the catalyst (laughs) i'll say like taylor swift will be like recognized as like this this current and slightly past eras like like mecca of music but I can't think of much else beyond that. Well, I like okay. I mean, I will counter with okay, and I'm I'm not a pop music guy. <clears throat> and while having watched the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, it suddenly dawned on me that Christ Rihanna has like fifteen plus years. A million hits. fucking. Seasons. I was like, I was like, oh, and that's just like, and it's it's not that I didn't know those songs. I just didn't know Rihanna didn't do them. I was like, oh, Rihanna did that. Wow, that's that's another number one. Wow, she did that. That's another <laughs> one, number one. Holy shit, I didn't know she did that. I can remember that playing it somewhere, and I, you know, da 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 da. That's just my own ignorance. I'm not saying it's you know for better or for worse, but yeah, that's like that's that, that's a that's a good career. Yeah, no, it's not a bad career, but I would say that like. I don't know, maybe if I played a Rihanna song for my mom, she may not know it's Rihanna, but she's like, oh, I know that song. I guess that would be the mark of, like, a classic tune. But, like, I heard some guy jamming corn <laughs> in his car the other day. <laughs> and I was like, and I kind of, like, because it was at the part, Alan, where, like, metal was starting to mesh with your EDM. And it was yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. Something to pie. And I'm like, it was, it was, it was new metal and yeah. metal, <laughs> but, but is, is bad as it kind of like retrospectively look. And I wasn't a huge fan at the time any which way, but I was like, damn, those motherfuckers like damn near owned a decade, like them yeah. and, along with like kid rock and shit like that. And I'm like, damn, like they were well, prolific they, for the time. They, they did the mashup with, uh, with Jay-Z with encore, which still played. Oh, that was like the part. Decade. 
Oh, see, I know so much. But no, that was like, right. that's the same shit. So like, are we all right? Go, let's go harken back. Like, remember we all talked about the Woodstock documentary and like they fucking like that came out last year at some point in time, and we were all like, oh my god, Woodstock was crazy. Like the two like nineteen ninety nine Woodstock fucking. Mm. If you watch that documentary, the organizers of the documentary were like, yeah, we knew. It was new metal time, so we had to have like Limp Biscuit and Corn and fucking Lincoln Park and like and so that's what they did, and then all fucking hell broke loose because why would you have those jackasses all on one bill? <laughs> well, right. it also shows that it elicits an emotional response in its uh, participants, and it's just the wrong emotional response for a giant gathering of a million people. I think, <laughs> I think that part of the documentary was fun was where one of the like one of, one of the girls who was talking about it was like, yeah, we kind of noticed. And we talked about it after the fact was like the crowd in the 60s was like all high as fuck and like fucking each other in the mud. And like there wasn't a whole lot going on. And then the crowd at this new Woodstock was like 23 year old bros on fucking cocaine. And then we mm. were like, you know, what we should do fire up the limp biscuit. That'll get them fucking going. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bunch of white. It's a bunch of white people in tracksuits. Yeah, just fucking rage. <laughs> you wonder what's gonna happen when they play break stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alan, let the uh, let all the would be tracksuit wearers and all the Nostra people who don't believe in Nostra dumbass or do yeah. believe in them know where you can find the middle class holes. Well, if you don't believe in Nostradamus, you go fuck yourself. Uh, no, mm. please, please don't fuck yourself because we'll need well, you. Uh, then again, if, if you can, enjoy. I mean, if you can, go for it. <laughs> but don't hurt yourself because we'll need you when the AI monkey apocalypse comes. So, mm-hmm. fucking, uh, when, if you're looking for us, though, check us out on all your favorite social media platforms. We are at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube, because I'm going to fucking keep remembering to say YouTube. And yeah. for your listening pleasures, check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, that no, no, it's perfect. And I'm glad you said YouTube because we we've been doing pretty well on that. <laughs> yes. And hey, on uh, the t- this week's listeners' comments, it's uh, six of them uh, spread across a handful of different uh, different videos and different platforms. First, starting off with "No in Living Color" from YouTube. This is uh, when Murray, you were talking about your coworker who didn't know who Chris Farley was, and then he said, "Then in Living Color" was brought up, and you were like, "Yeah, I fuck motherfucker, I was there." I was, I was at the launch pad. I was front and center to watch the the Wayans brothers and Chris and Jeff was about to say Chris Farley, Jim Carrey, fucking shoot off into the stratosphere <laughs> in entertainment. <clears throat> David Allen Greer. Uh, uh, there was a few t- 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 Tommy uh, Christ with Davidson. Uh, Davidson. Yeah. Tommy Davidson, um, and a handful of others. Anyway, Jason Young via this YouTube video writes: uh, the pharmacist assistant saying explosive diarrhea keeps popping in my head. I don't remember that bit. The pharmacist saying explosive diarrhea. The pharmacist assistant saying, quote, explosive diarrhea keeps popping in my head. Mm. Hmm. I'm wondering if that was like right around the time they started really pumping the pharmaceutical drug like commercials. And then the bit on in living color must have been like, oh, and explosive diarrhea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll look into that poster because we don't know what yeah, you're talking th- about. Send us a clip. Thank you, Mr. 
Jason Young, appreciate it. Uh, this is from Never Satisfied on YouTube. Uh, Mer, this is where you went into basically saying, I have one chest hair. Uh, women complain <laughs> about the fact that I look like a boy. And if I then I shave it, they say, hi, you, you don't like you're not a man. Uh, Jade underscore the underscore doll. Jade the doll says, you said so much while saying nothing. It's almost impressive. Thank you. Hey, yeah, that's a that slap, a hold slap on my back that is what we are good at that's correct a whole lot of nothing <laughs> it's while saying something uh that's not hulk hogan on tiktok the video where i explained uh my parents sent me downstairs to hit play on the vhs and it wasn't a wrestling tape it was a pornography uh film not something from the 70s probably something from the 80s uh blickety blow a regular uh res- listener and responder writes uh oh that was wrestling, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this here, I looked into this. Maybe you guys can help out. Uh, this is from Gangrene on YouTube. The video where I had mentioned I was a, a videographer for a person's gangrenous penis that got hacked off. Uh, Evo, E-V-O, so again, uh, something created in 2006, 2007, writes, Linus Tech Tips Got Wild. Linux? Did he say Linux? No, Lin L I N U S Linus. Linus. I looked that up, and it, is it Linus? I mean, that's how you spell Linus, like from the Peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, you can look up Linus or Linus Tech Tips, uh, but it has. I I couldn't make the connection. Huh. Weird. Yeah. What, oh, maybe maybe what was the guy's name? Evo. E V O. He just said Linus Tech Tips. That's it. Got wild. Hmm. Weird. Maybe he was on drugs. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, hey. Linus, you know? Linus Tips is a fucking YouTube channel. Just, just, don't, shoot your, just don't shoot your balls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, if you're on the, the, the tail end of a trip and that's what made sense to you writing it down, cool. Hey, man. Appreciate cool. it. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's, after a couple... Uh, whip it balloons like <laughs> um, i'm not really glad to tell people not to post on our shit but we're good right uh maitland ward youtube again this is where we found out that this the uh be good the uh, it's, it's it's okay the actress from boy meets world who now does pornography uh it's lee boy assassin straight fire one uh, and fire is f-y-i-r-e Duh. uh just just writes damage Damage. Wait, damaged or damage? No, idged. Damage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the size of the size of the gentleman she be filming scenes with, I bet you there is quite some substantial damage <laughs> down there. That's right. That's correct. Again, would you say looked up? Look up blacked. Uh, yeah, look up blacked. Maybe. Uh, she might be on dog fart. That's <laughs> 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 a deep pull for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to have to think that in your Bing search, but uh, uh, figure it out. Oh, the AI uh, will pull it out of your head. It's just... That's right. Lastly, uh, Crocodile D, top 100. This is going to get fucking uh, comment after comment. It's uh, Mangiset, M-E-N-G-I-S-E-T-T-E, whatever it is. Quote, it's, uh, it's to wash your backside. I'm sure it was shouted many times during the pandemic Bidet, bidet craze. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Th- there's a whole scene where he's like, well, why you got two two lose or something like that? And she's like, you'll figure it out. And then finally he just screams from the windows like, hey, it's to wash your backside. And then she just gets in the car and leaves. <laughs> So, so movie's so bad. <laughs> I'm certain that wasn't yelled a lot no. during the uh, no. during the pandemic. The line is, "That's not a knife. No, that's a knife. That's it. <laughs> that's not that's a guy. That's the only thing we care about. That's right. Well, thank you all for uh, commenting. Keep them coming. We appreciate it. No emails this week, but uh, hey, that's all right. Tickle our tummies at gmail.com is always an open line. Uh, otherwise, right, checking out, check us out next week. Uh, don't know if we have anything planned, but we usually plan it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. We refine it Thursday morning. And then we bring you Thursday around 6 PM. We really lock it in. Uh, yeah. That's so- <laughs> and then we come to your table with a full two hours of preparation. Three uh-huh. hours. Sorry. <laughs> some real professionals, <laughs> some, some real pros folks. <laughs> All right, enjoy your weekends. Talk to you later.